This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I wanted to take a moment at the top of the podcast to say thanks to all the loyal listeners. And because it is special, happy holidays, December time, I wanted to offer some festive greetings. That said, I find festive greetings legitimately difficult. Merry Christmas is a weird thing to say to people who don't celebrate Christmas, and you can't know who does or doesn't celebrate Christmas, so it's basically like walking up to a random person on the street and saying, I hope you enjoy your colonoscopy. You have no idea if that person is about to have a colonoscopy any more than you know whether or not they celebrate Christmas. Happy Holidays is fine, but it is very ambiguous. There are a lot of holidays. Almost every day of the year, I celebrate the holiday that I made up, which is called Make Up a Bullshit Holiday to Justify Your Choices Day, and it always falls on the same day as Eat 27 Donut Holes Day, which is incredibly convenient for me and other donut hole aficionados. Season's Greetings, uh, for some reason, is really annoying me this year because it sounds like something a robot would be programmed to say. Season's Greetings. It's lifeless. There's also no indication in Season's Greetings that the greeting is actually positive. Season's Greetings could mean, hey, it's December. Fuck you. That's a greeting. Sometimes people just say, warm wishes this holiday season. Into that I say, gross. Warm wishes just creeps me out. Oh, would you like some wishes? They've been in the front pocket of my jeans for a year, so they're warm. I don't know why Warm Wishes makes me think of that voice, but it is what the Warm Wishes voice is in my mind. So please, please know that you're doing that to me if you say Warm Wishes. Here are some alternative holiday salutations that I might try this year. It's December. Let's just get this over with. Let's just get this over with is is clearly negative, uh, but I think it's what a lot of people are feeling. If we wanted to be super honest, we could just say, enjoy shitty airline travel. Uh, But I think what I'm going to go with for this greeting to you, my nice, kind podcast listeners, is this new holiday greeting I've made up, which is, I hope you're happy. Now, I like I hope you're happy as a holiday greeting because it sounds incredibly passive-aggressive, and there is a lot of passive aggression during the festive season, but the actual words are kind. In order to make I hope you're happy sound nice, you have to put your back into it. You have to reach deep into the tortured bowels of your jaded, snarky soul and come out with a big, heaping bucket of sincerity. And I am sincerely grateful to my listeners, and so this special festive December time, I say to you, I hope you're happy. And now, some plugs. Uh, If you enjoy listening to the podcast, you can check out all the other comedy stuff I'm doing by visiting my website at josephscrimshaw.com. And if you'd like to help make Obsessed happen, you can become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. I recently made some changes to my Patreon page, so it's now one monthly pledge. As little as $1 a month goes a long way to help make this podcast a reality. Finally, live shows. My next big show is New Year's Eve. I will be ringing in 2015 in Portland, Oregon, doing a show with my friends The Double Clicks and Barbara Holm. You can find full info in tickets by visiting josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows. Thanks again, and I hope you're happy. 
Hello and welcome back to Obsessed. I'm sitting here in my home with an awesome person, Kai Eric Erickson. Hello. So, uh, Kai, we were just talking before I hit the start button yes. that your full name is Kai Eric Erickson, yeah. and that's how your fans might know you. Yeah. But but you just go by Kai. I just go by Kai. My parents have always called me Kai. Um, when I'm in trouble, they don't even call me Kai Eric. <laughs> it's just always been Kai. Um, so it almost became like a stage name having the Kai Eric part because I still keep it for for credit reasons. But, yeah. But no one calls me Kai Eric. When you encounter fans, do they they say Kai Eric? Yeah, yeah, they're quite polite. And it's like, oh, Kai Eric. <laughs> or Kaj, Kaj Eric or Kaj Eric because uh, a lot of times people don't realize that K-A-J is pronounced yeah. Kai and not yeah. Kaj or Kaj. So. I've been having like uh, consistent problems on my podcast uh, lately where I think I know people's names and then I get them wrong. So I'm like being super, super sensitive. <laughs> so I, I, was, I was pretty sure it was Kai. Because I thought that's what I'd heard, yeah. but then like, yeah, I, I've had like things where I just have to like doubt myself because I, I like I'm sure I know how I, that person's name. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm convinced. Now I'm just confusing people too because online on Twitter and Facebook, it's always Kai Eric Erickson, and I just go by Kai. I mean, everyone calls me. Kai. I yeah. should just start going by Kai Eric. I should tell people, damn it, I want to be called Kai <laughs> Eric. Just start correcting your friends and family. Yes. Actually, oh, no, it's no, no, Kai it's Eric. Kai Eric. Yeah, I have that problem because I made a choice about a decade ago that I just wanted to be Joseph, mm -hmm. but I still have friends from way back who call me Joe. Yeah, and it is—it's basically this like that's a record scratch, like annoying sound to me now to yeah. be called Joe. I won't call you Joe then. <laughs> Thank you. <It's> very <laughs> I'm going to call you Mr. Scrimshaw. <laughs> and uh, for, for people who, who maybe are not uh, fans, who don't know who you are, can you tell people a little bit about who you are? I don't know myself. <laughs> well, we'll discover who your inner self oh, is. Oh, good. Oh, good. But just like your credits and whatnot, <laughs> what you do for a living. Well, I am an actor. Uh, I just had a film come out called See No Evil 2. Awesome. Uh, it's a fantastic, fun little uh, slasher movie, horror movie. Kind of awesome. A, 80s style kind of throwback, um, fun, you know, popcorn slasher flicks. So it's a good one. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and people might know you from many different acting credits, right? I mean, yeah, I, I grew up on a show called The Commish, um, playing Michael Chiklis' son. Cool. I uh, did a show called Boston Public for a long time, a series called The 4400. Um, I jump around. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I like to work. Excellent. That's great. That's great. Uh, and your obsession today is not acting. Or what your first name is. <laughs> no. Your obsession is gardening. Yes. yes. Awesome. I'm so stoked to talk about gardening. I know. And I, when, you, when, when, I, you know, when you asked me to come on the show and, and pick a topic, I was like, well, what the hell can I choose? Like, what am I obsessed about? And I was like, well, Swiss Army knives, music, gardening. And I, I thought to myself, well, how exciting can gardening be? It's gardening. But it's, it's like a true obsession. Like, I, I, get, I get into it. I mean, it's, it's therapeutic for me. I enjoy it. And it really affects me. Like, you know, if my plants are unhealthy or something's not doing well, I get really stir crazy and, and you so know, like, obsessed. So you go to Vancouver a lot for, for filming, right? Yeah. For various things. Yeah. So you have a garden here in your home in LA, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So when you're off in Vancouver, everything in the dies. Shooting, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I come home and everything dies. Is dead. Yeah. That is just like a sad little music video to picture you up in Vancouver and then cutting back and forth between your sad face and your garden it, dying it, in LA. It's, it's very sad for me. And maybe that's part of the obsession is coming back and trying to nurse things back to health. So when you're planting your garden in LA, do you, do you plant it knowing that it will suddenly, if you get a job and have to go out of town, that it will suddenly start to wither? I, I try to plant stuff in the garden that's fairly foolproof in terms of, of vegetables and things like that. What I've done is I've set up like my sprinkler system on a timer. So now, okay. when I'm away, 
you know, everything's taken care of. But inevitably, something goes wrong with it. The gardeners will turn off, you know, like the tap. Because yeah. the tap has to be open. Okay. And, and, right, you know, and then the, the timer kind of activates and opens up the valve and, the, you know, the water comes through. But, the, the, you know, the tap has to be turned on at all times. But, I mean, the gardeners turn it off for some reason, even <laughs> though I told them not to touch it. Um, the hose will burst. So, you know, there'll just be water spraying everywhere and then a neighbor will come out and like turn it off for me, but then nothing gets watered for a month and I come back and everything. So it's, yeah, it's, it seems like something's always going wrong in the garden. So what is, what is your favorite part of your garden? What is the thing that you have in there, the plant or the flower that's like your pride? You know, as silly as it sounds, I have this one jalapeno plant. Really? Yeah, which I've had for four and a half, almost five years now. And I love this plant because I started it from seed and I had it in this really shady area out back in another section of my garden in a little pot. And I planted it at the wrong time of year. And so throughout the winter, it started to sprout. And it was only like three inches high, uh-huh. this little sprout. Um, and it just fought and fought and fought through the winter to survive. All the other ones that I planted at the same time died off. But this one little guy made it through <laughs> and fought his way through. And in come spring, it, it grew, it got big, and it started producing these jalapenos. And they are so spicy. And I'm convinced that they're as spicy as they are because <laughs> this plant is such a fighter. Okay, so they fight to live, and they get spicier with all of the fighting. I think so. I mean, maybe I'm <laughs> so just like being crazy. like action movie star jalapenos. I've created a backstory for this jalapeno plant. <laughs> well, it's, it sounds like a children's book of like the little jalapeno plant that could. That's a great idea. <laughs> I hope yeah. no one steals this now, but that is a fantastic idea. Yeah, yeah. we'll make some money. Um, yeah, that, this is patented. Copyrighted. Copyrighted. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love this plant, and I've actually transplanted it about three or four times now. To different houses or different parts Just of the garden? Just spots. I've, I've had to move it and, and you know, because I had it out back and it was in the shade and then I moved it to the to the front garden where it's in the sun. Uh, but then I kind of rearranged that garden a couple times. So I've moved it and it always survives. It always fights through and it produces a, a ton of jalapenos and they're incredibly spicy. Okay. And, um, and it's kind of like an ugly... Plant. I was going to ask what it looks like because I'm just picturing like an apple tree, but there's jalapenos. <laughs> no, because it's like this scruffy, like rough looking, unhealthy, yeah. <laughs> sickly plant, but yet it just keeps producing. I've got a, a citrus little um, like lime tree out back as well that is, it always looks sick. Yellowed leaves. I can't, I've tried everything with this plant in terms of trying to get it to have okay. these nice dark green leaves. I've tried all different fertilizers and and it just... But does it produce good limes? Like crazy. So I've gotten to the point where I go, forget it. I'm just going to let it do its thing. I'll, so, I'll give it water, and that's it. So you're, you're gardening, I, I would imagine, for many goals. But even though you're, you've got a successful plant that's producing what it's supposed to, it's producing good limes, mm-hmm. you still want to go that extra mile and make it look pretty. Well, that's where the obsession, I think, comes in. <laughs> well, because I have, an, I have another one that's out front, and it's got these dark, green, healthy leaves. It's a slightly different plant. Okay. That, that one's a tangerine, uh, and, and the one out back is actually a hybrid orange-lime tree. Okay. So the limes, it produces limes, but they turn orange. Wow. And the first year I had it, I, I thought it was, you know, I thought something was wrong. Yeah. Like, Why the hell are my limes turning yellow and then orange? Like, it's broken. No, you have, like, a Skittles tree. <laughs> it's amazing. Man, it makes the best gin and tonics. Oh, I bet. Because it's sour. The lime is sour, but it has this this sweet orange aftertaste to it. Wow. It's really, really good. I've got about 15 to 20 
little limes on it right now. And that's the other crazy thing about California that trips me out. It's that the citrus kind of comes into maturity in November and December, which are winter months. Okay. And you, when you think of citrus, I mean, I yeah. always think of sunny and warm. I nice, know it yeah. is 80 degrees today. And, <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, you think of it as, well, I do, uh, as it being kind of like a summer. Right. It's like rum and eggnog, not crisp gin and tonics exactly. <laughs> with your blood limes. Exactly. <laughs> but these limes are, are delicious. And uh, so I know they're two different trees, you know, two different right. kinds of citrus. But, you know, the one out front, dark green, healthy leaves. And then the lime out back is yellowy and unhealthy, so sickly these, looking. The lime trees are like kids and one is doing well. Mm-hmm. And the other one is a failure, and you, as like the father, <laughs> yes, are like, why? To, to why is this one not not do doing well? well. Yeah. Uh, so, are the lime trees like the bane of your garden, or what is the part of your garden that you worry about the jalapeno because it is your best plant, it's your right. fighter? But is there one that's like just a pain in the ass that you're kind of like, I wish I had not brought this into the world? <laughs> well, I get I get frustrated because I. You know, I created this little garden in between my house and the house next door, actually. When I when I moved into my place, there was this old sort of rotting gate that blocked the area between the two houses. Okay. And when I opened it, there was just all this old rotting wood in between and tall grass and it was just you know, it was just junk. Yeah. So I asked the neighbors if it was if it was their wood and, and they said, Yeah, it's it's our owner's. Uh, you know, we just rent, but you know, he doesn't want it. You can get rid of it. Cool. So we carried it all out and I, I cleaned out all the grass and, and laid down rocks and I created this whole raised uh, bed out of cinder block and got nice organic soil and made like this big raised uh, garden bed. And so that's where I do the majority of, of like the fruits and vegetable. Um, but I get frustrated because there's certain things that I just can't seem to grow. That's okay. that's where I really get crazy. <laughs> you know, the plants that I have now tend to, to be doing okay on their own, even the sickly-looking ones. I've kind of given up a little bit because after trying everything, you know, as long as they're producing yeah. the fruit and vegetable and it's they keep trucking along. not all about appearance, along, right? You know, like the ugly duckling, just let it, you know, <laughs> let it do its thing. And, um, you know, but there are certain things that I really have difficulty growing. Broccoli and kale, I cannot grow for the life of me, and it drives me crazy. You can't grow kale mm. in California. No. It just seems sort of like out of the power of how much people think about kale, that kale should just grow automatically you anywhere think, in Los Angeles. I've tried, I don't know how many times, and it just never works out. Is kale a difficult to grow? For me. <laughs> <laughs> My friends give me seeds, and they had like a six-foot tall dino kale crazy <laughs> plant is that a real term or did I, you just... I believe it is actually i believe it is called dino kale i could be wrong but that's what they told me it was called. oh that is fucking awesome and they gave me these seeds and i was like sweet and and, and you know to make things worse they're like oh yeah it's idiot proof <sighs> so i'm like all right you can never say that you to know. someone and then it no. immediately goes wrong if you say that to someone well, maybe they said that because i know that i'm i'm into gardening maybe they thought that i was you know, some sort of expert level. You had the master touch. Like, oh, trust me, anyone can grow this. You know? <laughs> um, but, it, it, you know, it sprouted, died off, it just nothing. I've tried it a few times. But I think the problem is the last couple of years in California, the weather has been so bizarre that certain things like broccoli um, are more winter type vegetables and pump, okay. pumpkins and, and squash, like things you have to plant at a certain, you know, oh, right. everything has its own window, right? But with the fluctuation and the warm weather, here, I think right, everything gets kind sense. of thrown out of whack. So I think that it, maybe it's not me. Maybe so the, it's just the weather. <laughs> so the dino kale is just confused yes. about what season it, it is. It doesn't know. It's raining, you know, one one day and then it's 90 degrees the next. And, <laughs> and it doesn't know. So uh, when you tried to plant the dino kale, 
And I'm just going to come up with excuses <laughs> to keep saying dino kale. When you try to plant the dino kale and it fails, what does it do? Does it just like get a little bit above ground and then just fall over defeated or yeah i've i've had i've i know it's it's not growing well because it has a weird sort of stem to it it gets all curved <laughs> and funky and kind of grows off to the side and it's kind of wilty um and and bugs are always a constant battle okay yeah bugs are um in fact if if people go on to uh, i think i posted it on my instagram page um I had a, an epic battle with, with grubs in my garden. <laughs> so dino kale versus grubs. These things, not only are they ugly, but they seem to reproduce and just wreak havoc on, on gardens. I guess they turn into those those uh, iridescent sort of fig beetles okay. that you've probably seen flying around. Have you seen those oh, things? Oh, the, the giant fucking things that have, yes, like, they, make they a lot of noise like and they have like little helicopters, green, green like, asses. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're, they're all iridescent, like green and, and, and blues. Like, they're beautiful. It's a beautiful bug. Yeah. But they're noisy and they're assholes. Oh, yeah, I've had to close the window because I can't hear the television over yeah. the helicopter noise of these little asshole bugs. So yeah. grubs become these frightening? I, I believe they do. Okay. I believe they do. Um, after they eat all of your dino kale. After they, they fuck up your garden, <laughs> they, they fuzz away. Um but they produce so quickly, like they're they're impossible to to battle. And part of the problem is um, there's really nothing you can use to get rid of them. Okay. If they're in your lawn, like your grass, they have all sorts of chemical shit you can put down. Yeah. But for an organic garden, you you can't, you can't use that pesticides, right? So how do you yeah. kill the grubs? Well, there there's these nematodes, these microscopic <laughs> worms that you can buy, that you you basically mix in your watering can. I don't know if it wakes them up or mm-hmm. what the hell it does, but because yeah. they come in like this weird, I don't even know how to explain it. It's yeah. it's, it's kind of like a crusty formula. Okay, there's box. a crusty formula yeah, that it, nematodes you know, come out of. You mix it in with the water, you throw it in the garden, boom. And they basically go in and start eating the the grubs. Okay. But uh, like I was saying... So are these you, creatures the nematodes? They're microscopic worms. Okay. Yeah, they, they, they I don't know, they, they come to life from the water, you put them in, they... they bury themselves down into the dirt, yeah. find the grubs, go in and eat them from the inside out, I guess, which is awesome because I just feel very vengeful. Like, Your garden is starting to sound to me like a sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy. It's pretty, it's it's pretty exciting. Dino come over and garden and the nematodes <laughs> fighting the grub. <laughs> this is a movie. It is a movie. Um, but they, they stopped selling these, these microscopic nematodes <laughs> at the Dewitt Center, so now I can't get anything to fight the grubs so how do you fight the grubs then you have to pick them out by hand okay so now we're getting into a heavy level of obsession where you know that the kale the dino kale is probably going to fail anyway but you're on your hands and knees well but killing grub by grub it's everything like they go after the roots so So they could go after jalapeno they will go after any sort of root system because that's what they eat you know they they feed off of um so you kind of have to go in by hand and like pick these ugly little sons of bitches out of the soil and um I posted a video on my Instagram page of this little bucket uh, full of, of the... You've seen the movie Tremors. Yeah. These are baby Tremors. Really? This is what they look like. They are disgusting creatures. Oh, yeah. That's horrible. They are horrendous looking. And so all these little baby Tremors I, I have in this <laughs> little bucket, and I posted the video of it on, on my Instagram page. Uh-huh. It's disgusting. Yeah. They're all worming around in the, in the thing trying to crawl out, and they're just ugly looking. And So then do you just like burn them with fire, or how do you eliminate them ultimately? I, I normally will put go... Put them and, in a villain's garden? <laughs> I know it's it's cruel, but I'll go and I'll throw them out in, in like the back alley and let the birds kind of pick them up and, okay. and take them off. 
Um, I've thrown them out into the street and allowed the cars to run over them and laugh. I mean, I get very vengeful, you know, because these little assholes have caused a lot of problems yeah. for me over the years. Yeah. You can't seem to get rid of them. And just when I think I've won the battle and I've finally got it under control, they somehow come back and it's just yeah. this constant battle. Are they on a cycle? Do they, like, come at a certain time of year? I haven't figured is out it what like... it is yet. Yeah, but I, th- I think it is more of a, a summer-type cycle because okay. that's when I see them flying around. So, and, and I've seen them actually, they're crazy, like the, the actual fig beetles. Yeah. I've seen them come and dive bomb into my soil, and then they, like, like they burrow So they burrow in, it. and then they have worm babies. Exactly. Good God. And this it is... explodes, and then they feed off all my damn plants, and then they, they grow big, and then they fly, and they take off. And then only, only to come back Only again. to come back for the cycle. Assholes. Yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. So, in general, is gardening, is it peaceful for you, or are there times where you feel like you are hate gardening? Like you are just kind of like a, attacking it with so much energy and so much sort of like um, negative parts of obsession that it's that it's like an angry thing. Or is there always a peaceful element to no, it? It's, for me, it's always therapeutic and peaceful. Um, the only time the anger you know, comes up is with stuff like that. It's either fighting the, you know, the bugs because it's not just the you know the, the grubs. It's other yeah. bugs and funguses and things. That, but that's, you know... That's almost fun, and you know you're trying to nurse things back to health. Right. You know, so it's you, playing you're, a game of trying to, to. You're protecting your your yeah, babies. Yeah. Yeah. And keeping things healthy. Um. No, it's never negative. It's always very peaceful. I just kind of like to be out there. I like to get my hands dirty. I like to. I like to grow things. It's kind of amazing growing things from seed. Yeah. Not a lot of people do that anymore. You go to the store. You you know we buy everything that's already been grown for us. So to be out and and you know and you can buy stuff that's already started. Right? right, and then transplant it in your garden. But growing stuff from seed is really quite fun. Like you, like yeah, I made that. Yeah, no, I mean, Nature's I can see amazing. the delight in your eyes about your jalapeno baby. Oh, I love that jalapeno. Uh, does the jalapeno plant have a name? Have you got to that level of sort of paternal ownership? I think I might have given it a name way back when, but uh, nothing that's sort of stuck consistently. <laughs> it's just my, my, my little, you know, scruffy jalapeno plant. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Um, is it an impressive accomplishment to grow a really large gourd? As a gardener, are you impressed by that? You know, I grew a, a mega pumpkin. <laughs> Not the actual pumpkin, just the vine. So my, my neighbor Nick and I, we, uh, so the, the, the sort of bed that I built out of the cinder blocks, I got cinder blocks because, they, you know, they last longer than, than wood. Right. And if you're going to make like a raised bed, you can't just go and get, you know, two by six is made out of pine because it'll rot. It'll rot to, and get, get eaten like the away redwood or cedar, and it gets really expensive. Or, yeah. And and the cinder blocks are cheap. It's easy. You just you stack them. You put them together. You can kind of arrange it any way you want. Okay. Um, but I made like a three leveled, oh, you cool. know, raised bed. And so the lower one is only one cinder block high. And what we did was uh, plant some pumpkin seeds in it. And so we had this pumpkin vine grow out from that. But then it started heading down the lawn. <laughs> and I'm not lying. It was. It ended up being 38 feet long. Wow. We measured it one day, and the vine went like 38 feet down the front lawn. To the so point it was just like it was just trying to get the fuck out of there. It was like. Oh yeah, well, because because in between the houses, like where I have that particular garden, uh, you know, it's the cinder blocks, and then I put down, you know, rocks. Okay. You know, so you can walk along the side of the garden and. Nice. You know. Um, but certain things that need to flow over, they don't really have a lot of option, and so we have the the grass right there, and it just made a beeline for. You know, to go along the front yard. Okay. So much so that it got to the point where the, the gardeners couldn't mow the, the lawn properly because there was this, you know, mega pumpkin <laughs> growing 38 feet down the front lawn. So 
uh, with the with the pumpkin vine, I'm an absolute gardening idiot. Is that producing a bunch of different pumpkins, well, or it, just it, it in service of one mega pumpkin? The, what we figured out was, you know, we had all the little pumpkins starting, and nothing would ever grow. Yeah, um, the buds would start, and nothing was happening. We'd get these flowers, and and we couldn't figure out why we weren't getting any pumpkins. We had this massive vine. No pumpkins, and we were getting really frustrated. So I started doing some research online. We realized that we had to essentially fertilize the pumpkin. Okay. And that some of the flowers were male and some were female. And we literally had to take Q-tips and get pollen from one and pollinate the other one. Wow. To fertilize it to get it growing. And sure as shit, we grew a pumpkin. We only got one, but we had this pumpkin. And we were hoping to get pumpkins for, you know, Halloween. But by the time all of this worked, I think it was like, February or March of the following year, and we were like, yeah, we finally got a pumpkin. <laughs> and was it particularly large, or was it just a healthy, normal pumpkin? It wasn't huge, and it didn't really get too orange. It stayed kind of greenish, but uh, we were just excited we finally got one. Okay. Um, but my my uh, neighbor, Nick, he, uh, even right now, he has mystery pumpkins growing, because <laughs> about three years ago, he left some pumpkins out, uh, out front of his place, and they just sort of rotted away uh-huh. <laughs> off to the side. He got kind of lazy. Yeah. And he just left them out there. A so, kind of gardening. Yeah. He, you know, he's not as, <laughs> Very lazy gardening. as into gardening as I am. In fact, I think I actually took the rest of the rotting pumpkins and put them in my compost <laughs> bin. <laughs> I cleaned up his rotting uh, pumpkins, but there were still seeds left. Okay. So every year, he gets mystery pumpkins growing out of the ground out front of his place where he had these pumpkins. Does that, so does that offend you that you're like, I had to get a Q-tip <laughs> and basically do a little pumpkin porn move me in my own backyard, and, and this guy just, just gets magic no, pumpkins no. out of the fucking ground? No, because he, he helped lazy. me with that. He helped me with making the pumpkin baby. Okay. Yeah, he, he was doing the research with me, and he helped me with, with all of that, but we uh, we get excited every year because we never know when the mystery pumpkin's going to materialize, and yet it always does. Okay. Uh, but his gardeners normally kill that one off pretty quick, so I think it's, it's gone now. So when you see, like, uh, uh, on the internet or on the news like ridiculous like 40 pound pumpkin or whatever yeah is that like impressive or is that just sort of like it's a freak of nature if it happens it happens or is it like is that actual like gardening acumen like you're like what an impressive gardener to have such a big pumpkin i'm, I'm impressed that they they put all the time and effort into doing it yeah it's still a little creepy to me <laughs> i mean it's like steroids you, yeah. you start thinking that's unnatural i don't know what you're pumping that thing full of but that that's not right stuff doesn't grow that big on its own okay. something, something's amiss here it's not just kind of like a random yeah trait okay yeah cool <laughs> uh how do you feel when you go to like a restaurant and things claim to be garden fresh do you believe that or does that annoy you do you think i just i see the phrase garden fresh all the time used for things that i think are like i i feel like this is just like copy of just like we needed some way to describe these tomatoes mm-hmm. so we just say they're garden fresh tomatoes well it's like the organic thing too right it wasn't yeah. there this big uproar because apparently stuff isn't always certified through like a, a legitimate organization yeah because yeah. you know, you could literally stick an organic sticker on anything you want and go hey it's organic yeah, I mean, it is, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but uh, at, for, for organic now, that's a term that actually does have, I think, various levels of identification and, and sure. protection. Um, sure. Um, you know, the Garden Fresh thing, I, I fall for it. I It gets me excited. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it just says that someone's, to me anyways, put more thought and care into uh, to creating that food. Yeah. Um, I met a guy years ago at, uh, at the Dave Matthews concert we went to up in uh, at the Gorge in Washington, and, and he's a gardener. And I get so excited because I follow him on, on, on Facebook and, and watch his creations. Okay. And, uh, I mean, but he's got, like, heavy machinery. 
He's like out there. So he's plowing. like he's got, farming. He's farming. Okay. Um, but it's not on a huge scale. But it's enough that what he does is he goes and he sells it to local restaurants uh, in his town. Okay. And so he posts about them and, and posts pictures of their plates using his vegetables okay. and, and the stuff that he's grown. And I, it's exciting to me. I don't know. I, I, it's a, I yeah. You know, I'm, I'm very happy for him. And the Garden Fresh thing is, you know, it shows the time and the care. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think I just see it. I think maybe, uh, and this says something about me, that I'm distrustful of it. Like, if you go to a place like Olive Garden, <laughs> which I haven't been to in years, and it says Garden Fresh Tomatoes, it just feels like... Yeah, they're, they're not going to say something. So they basically just say, you might as well say, not poisonous, we think. I mean, it's, yeah. they're just trying to say something Yes, positive. no, no. If I'm at Olive Garden eating, I'm not going to believe yeah. it if they say Garden Fresh. <laughs> but if I'm at, like, a local restaurant that, you know, yeah, that's, that's legitimately... You know, small, not a chain restaurant. Right. That's the thing. I think when it's when it's a smaller mom and pop type place and not a chain restaurant, right. I'll go, yeah, I totally believe that that's Garden Fresh. Have you ever sold anything to restaurants or to Mm-mm. friends or anything? Mm-mm. I kind of created just, uh, you know, the, the garden out front of my place for, for you know, like my neighbor Nick and a few of the other people. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of times I can't eat everything that's, that's yeah. out there. So um, it's like, hey, uh, come on by. Like, pick whatever you want. Take what you want. Um, and then you know Brian Bradley. Yeah. So I, I helped Brian get his garden started. Oh, nice. And his goddamn garden is way better than mine. <laughs> he, how is that possible? I don't know. And I get so pissed off because I'll see the pictures of his garden. I'm like, what the hell? He's growing kale? <laughs> he has dino kale? He's he got has dino super kale. super mega dino He's kale? got a six-foot dino kale plant. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, is it. Do you think it is just conditions or is it that... So do you have a flare-up of he's lucky, or do you have a flare-up of jealousy of maybe somebody else is a better gardener? Oh, I think I think a lot of it's um, just conditions. I mean, there's so much involved. Yeah. You know, sometimes you get lucky. Uh, I'm sure that uh, when you think of, like, the jalapeno plant, I get excited just because I watched it fight through, through the winter. Right. I bet a lot of people listening who like gardening would go... You know, jalapeno is actually not that hard to grow, guy. <laughs> you know, it kind of likes drier soil. That's the other thing I've yeah. heard. It actually kind of likes a, a bit of a drier soil, so, and that can right. create the spicy level. Uh, okay, it, so it thrives soil. in our drought. Right. So, you know, a lot of there's a lot of you know you have to think about the soil. Uh, I got so obsessed to the point of of testing like the pH balance in my soil. Really? Yeah, because that plays into it. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of things that I don't do. I mean, there's additives. There's there's certain things you can put into the soil. Uh, Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It's a lot of learning and just playing around. And So how much do you do by science and how much do you do by instinct or sort of tradition passed on? Like, you, hey, you heard a gardener say this, so you're going to give it a try. Or how much of it is like, no, I measured the pH, so yeah. I know that this is the spot to plant I, the be, mega pumpkin. The mega pumpkin and, and try my kale again. <laughs> um, I've, I've learned that uh, the soil is important to, to, you know, different soils for different plants. So what I started doing was kind of dividing up the garden and adding more, you know, for example, for where I have any kind of peppers, I'll do soil that's uh, drains quicker. Okay. So I get like a nice organic. I try to do all organic base soil for for the garden. Cool. But then you know you want to add maybe a bit of uh, like a cactus type mix, which is more. Uh, it's fast draining. A lot of times it has like wood chips in it almost. It's, okay. It's got sand in it, so you want to add a little bit of that into the nice fresh garden soil to kind of keep it drier yeah. for certain plants. And then things like lettuce. I mean, they want that nice wet, you know, 
rich soil. So okay. you, you get just, you know, garden soil and, and leave it be. Um, but it's constantly playing around. And, and then once you sort of find the perfect balance, that's when I kind of leave stuff alone and just let it do its thing. Okay, cool. Um, I had a big section of, uh, of my garden sort of die. It didn't die off. It just sort of, it ran its course and I <clears throat> just didn't re, you know, replant anything. Okay. You know, I figured, well, I'll get to it eventually. I don't know what I'm going to do next in that spot. Well, then we had these, uh, the pipes in our building needed to be replaced, you know, out front. Uh, okay. And uh, so they dug a big trench, they, they replaced a bunch of pipes, and these assholes, <laughs> these plumbers, took the shitty dead soil that had been there since 1942 or whatever yeah. that they dug up to run new pipes, and they chucked this dead, dirty, sandy, crappy soil right into my, or- my, my organic garden. Oh, wow. Which is clearly... So- a garden, like you, you can't mistake it for anything else. Yeah, no, gardens are pretty distinctive. <laughs> They're pretty distinctive, and and they took this horribly shitty dead dirt <laughs> and just threw it in your garden and just chucked it in with with my good organic soil. So did it destroy some of the plants? Well, that was in the spot where I hadn't I hadn't replanted anything. Okay. So I, ba- you know, basically had to dig it all out and take it out again. I was really pissed <laughs> off. Uh, do you judge other people's gardens? Like if you're just driving around and you see like a really crappy garden. Do you have an emotional reaction to that? <laughs> no, I don't get that obsessive. I mean, I get envious when someone's got an amazing garden. Uh-huh. And, and um, you know, for me, I get upset about space. Like, there's never enough space. Okay. I keep thinking, I'm moving out of L.A., and I'm going to go and buy a ton of land, and I'm going to have trees and plants, and, like, imagine what I could do with three acres, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I get envious of people who have, like, the room. Uh, and then have beautiful plants. Okay. Um, you, you know, my friends in Vancouver have an amazing garden, and I'm very envious of it, but at the same time, I go, ha, 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 but you only have it for like two, three months out of the year, because then it rains <laughs> and you the can rest garden of the time. all the time in Los Angeles, I can right? garden year-round. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the thing that, uh, when I want to cheat, and these are amazing, are these topsy-turvies? Mm-hmm. Jesus, these things are incredible. What are they? The topsy turvies, they you know you've probably seen the infomercials on TV. They're these hanging bags that you can grow tomatoes out of. Okay, but you grow them upside down. Okay, yeah, yeah. So all you do is put the you know you, you get a small, uh, you know you buy them pre started. You know okay. you get one that's already started and you, you, you put it in upside down. You add all the soil, you hang this basket, and all you do is water it. Okay, and these things produce so many tomatoes. It's amazing. And you can do peppers in them. You can do eggplants. Uh, do you do them? I do all of them. I do eggplants. I do, you know, peppers. I do. I hang that stuff out of the way, and then that leaves me more room in the garden for other things that you can't do upside okay. down. Um, they grow like crazy. But so yeah. does that – Do why do you do those? Because it seems like you get a joy out of kind of doing it the right way, mm-hmm. starting from seed – why are you adding the hanging sort of insty tomatoes? Well, the the setup is, I mean, and that's still all organic as as well. Okay. All I'm doing is, uh, rather than have it in the soil, I'm having it up out of the way, and for two reasons. One, I've never had a bug problem with them. Oh, cool. So it's just easy. It's it's sort of foolproof. Nice. Um, and I like it because it gives me more space in the garden. With this right. stuff hanging up to the back and out of the way, I can plant all the other stuff in the bed below. And it kind of fills in the space really nicely. Nice. And even though the tomatoes are, are and the plants are growing upside down, they they grow around and want to go up towards the sky. So oh, they kind okay. of curve around, and start growing upwards. Oh, cool. Um, but they just produce like a ton of tomatoes, like more than we know what to do with. 
So what do you what do you do with the extra tomatoes? I'll give them to friends, or you know, tell tell the neighbors to come by and just you know to, you know like pick what they want off the <laughs> off the plants. That's awesome. Yeah, the, I am so not a garden person that I can't imagine being in a position where I see people and like, hey, you want a tomato? Like that to me, it's awesome that you can do that. You could hang a topsy turvy right out there, right out on that little balcony, because yeah. you've got that nice sun, and all you got to do is add. Mm. They love water. That's I the, the feel the like I will find a way to kill it. No, uh, the only plant I've ever had, an ex girlfriend gave me a cactus. <laughs> I managed to kill it. Yeah, that's that's a whole other obsession I have is uh, is succulent gardening. <laughs> what does that mean? The cactuses, any sort of cactus. Uh, why is it uh, called like, succulent? Well, succulents basically cactus. Um, okay, you know, like jade plants, any sort of you know uh, aloe things like that. Okay, they they retain the water. Okay, so in the succulent body of the plant in this context means actually like sucking all of the moisture into themselves. Well, that, essentially, that's what cactus and the likes do, right? Okay. They, they retain the water in the actual body of the plant. Okay. And they thrive in, in dry conditions. You know, they store what they need. They're able to go for very, very long periods of time without needing water. Okay. So they're fairly easy. That's the other nice thing is they're really easy to take care of. I think they look quite nice. Like, there's an incredible variety of them that, that flower and look really beautiful. Um and they're they're easy to transplant. I mean, with a lot of them, there's this really fun one called pork and beans, <laughs> <laughs> and this stuff just grows like weeds. I mean, it's yeah. great for ground cover, and it's so unique. I mean, you can literally just snip a piece of it off and go shove it in the dirt, and it'll just keep growing. Cool. A lot of succulents, like jade plants, you can literally grab like the the little leaves or just... the. the right off the plant just shove it in the ground and it'll start a new one so what does it take to kill a succulent cactus what what did i manage to do to that cactus to make it die well funguses things like that okay i mean the droughts in california i mean they do need water you can't go forever without watering them yeah um although there's this one mystery cactus (laughs) (laughs) around the side of my house which i never really go to it's in the shade so it, it never gets any sun it never gets any water except for when it rains, which, as you know, in L.A. Has happened up until three times in the last, last nine week. months. Yeah, yeah. no <laughs> rain. Um, this thing is not in the ground. It's in a pot, and it's been there since I moved into my place six years ago. Wow. I've never moved it. I've never touched it. I've never watered it, and it just keeps surviving. And is it just, are you doing that now as an experiment just to see how long the mystery cactus will live without Yeah, kind without of. It's ugly contact. as all sin. Like, it doesn't look good, but it just keeps going, and I'm... I'm amazed by it. I mean, it really... Mother Nature is inc- incredible. Yeah. I, I mean, plants in general are amazing. Yeah. You know, the way they survive, the way they, they, they just do it on their own. Yeah, I mean, they... I, honestly, they... they. This sounds weird, but they freak me out a little bit because when I think about them too much, they remind me of how disconnected I am mm-hmm. from nature. Yeah. And they almost seem... Like a cactus almost seems like something from an H.P. Lovecraft book to me. Yeah. <laughs> just because... And that's just only because of me because I am such an <laughs> urban person that has never gotten into gardening or yeah. uh been a real like super nature person yeah that then when you're confronted with like how diverse and weird and powerful nature is even with something like i'm gonna go a cactus and it's not gonna die yeah it's really cool cactus are neat cactus are you know and and, and plants find a way you know yeah. like when they get sick they they on their own they'll often bounce back and uh and just the way they spread too. my my parents uh, in vancouver in our backyard growing up as a kid, we had this tree. It's called an elderberry okay. tree. And uh, really neat. It's got this, it's almost like, the wood's almost like cork. It's very light. Um, and it gets very dry. Like, once okay. it dies off, the branches like balsa wood. I mean, it's just 
it snaps, it's light. Yeah, uh, it breaks easily, but it has these beautiful red berries, these clusters that grow on it. And we were, I, I can't remember where my parents got it. I mean, they planted it when I was very, very young. And I don't know where they got the tree from, um, but it was the only one in our neighborhood. But the birds, all the finches and the little sparrows and the birds love these red berries when they, when they grow in the summertime and they come and they eat them off the, the, okay. off the, the tree. Well, after years of them coming and feasting on these berries and then going and shitting around the neighborhood, there's elderberry trees all around our neighborhood. So the finches shat elderberry trees. The seeds from the red berries that they were eating. And now these trees are popping up and like blocks and blocks and 20 blocks away, (laughs) you'll see an elderberry and go, yeah, that's probably from ours. (laughs) I like to imagine the finches saying like, well, I'm doing some gardening by shitting everywhere. I wish I could do that. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Just be out there in my back garden. <laughs> Being one with Mother uh, Nature. Like you have a garden fresh <laughs> gin and tonic with your lime in there. And like, well, now I'm going to urinate some lime juice. Oh, disgusting. Oh, no, that's awesome. I love the idea of a garden fresh gin and tonic that you can then urinate like you're at somebody else's house. Like, uh, do, you want some, do you want some lime? So it's delicious. Just, uh, I won't tell you what's in it, I'll just, but it's uh, delicious. Take a shit in your backyard and you will have the best limes. <laughs> Uh, do you feel like these skills and ideas uh, that you get from gardening, do they translate to your acting at all? Do you ever have an acting problem where you think about it in gardening terms? Oh, I've never thought about that. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, in a, in a weird way, I almost keep them separate because it yeah. is very therapeutic for me. I mean, it, it's an escape and it's a, it's a way to just go and relax and, right. and, and kind of be out there getting my hands dirty and, and taking care of my, my plants and, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hey, maybe it's helped me to grow as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> and freeze frame on the sitcom and, yeah. and run credits. <laughs> no, that makes sense. It does make sense to separate them. Uh, it seems to me also that like gardening is something that like that's something that you can have control over. Yeah, and, I, it, it is an escape and it is therapeutic. You know, in a business that has a lot of downtime and a lot of uncertainty, it's something that I go to do to you know so that I'm not. I don't want to say it's killing time because it is an obsession and it, it is a hobby. But, you know, there there's times when I have nothing going on right. when I'm not working as an actor. And and so you tend to go stir crazy. I like to work. I like to keep busy. Um, and I like fixing things as well. Like I, yeah. I fix things around the house. I'm always building and tinkering. And it's, it's almost like I need to keep my mind busy. And But with gardening, it adds that whole therapy. You know, when I'm fixing stuff around the house, there's always that element of annoyance. Cause yeah. Because you're like, God damn, you know, it's just another <laughs> chore. I'm fixing this. Just Why is shit, shit I gotta do. And, yeah. But with gardening, it's it's an escape and it's a way to go out and, and be calm and just kind of clear your mind. And, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, do you think Batman would be good at gardening? Mm, well, this could go two ways. Batman or Bruce Wayne? Uh, well, let's say Bruce Wayne. No, because I think he'd just be lazy. He'd have the money to have someone else do it for him. Poor Alfred would be out there in the damn garden getting his, getting his hands dirty. Bruce, you know, feet up on the coffee table. and Poor old British some, man some woman shitting next in the garden. Him, you know, yeah. in front of a huge fireplace. Yeah, I don't, I don't picture him uh, being out in the sun gardening. Cool, cool. Uh, do you think, you're a big fan of music, do you think that there could be or is there a great rock and roll song about gardening? Oh, there is now. <laughs> no. 
And for some reason, when you when you started talking about music and gardening, uh, for some reason, the Grateful Dead popped into my, my head right away. <laughs> and then I just started they thinking of Casey plants. Jones and cocaine. And then, hey, cocaine! Yeah. Coca leaves? There it's, you go. There you go. <laughs> That's a great song. <laughs> Riding that train. Yeah. High on cocaine. Secretly about gardening. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's great. Uh, if you could garden with anyone, living or dead, who would you want to garden with? Oh, see, either someone who would really know what they're doing, like a Martha Stewart type person okay. who knows how to cook with the stuff that you're growing and who is who would probably be as obsessive. So, so knows the whole process. Me. Yeah. Okay. Either someone like that or someone who has no clue and then you could teach them. You know, I don't know if Mick Jagger gardens, but can you imagine like being <laughs> out with Mick Jagger and teaching him how to garden and yeah. grow things? That would be kind of cool. That would be awesome. Yeah. I don't know, that's a good question. Yeah, who, who the hell would I garden with? For me, it's, it's, it, I like doing it on my own. Yeah. You know, like I almost get annoyed if I'm out there and people come, come by and bug me while I'm doing it because I, well, I get very focused on what I'm, yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah, it sounds very like zen and, and yeah. peaceful and focused. But many times while we've been chatting, you've said we. Mm-hmm. Like we have this pumpkin thing. So are you talking about your partner? Or? Well, yeah, well, because Claudia, uh, you know, Claudia will take care of the plants and stuff when I'm gone. Or, you know, Claudia, my girlfriend, uh, she comes out and helps me in the garden. Uh, she, mm-hmm. The other day she bought her own pair of little gardening gloves. I thought it was really <laughs> cute because you know, uh, she, she wants to garden as well. And then like my next door neighbor, Nick, who who is quite involved in a lot of the gardening and, and stuff okay. and like the mega pumpkin and, and yeah. all of that. So, um, you know, so no, so there's people that come out and garden with me and that's and that's fine. But uh Oftentimes it is a very zen. Yeah, like I just kind of like being out there by myself and and yeah, and playing with the dirt. Do you feel like uh, Nick and Claudia just like know when you're like in the zone or like no, today is his grub killing day. He, <laughs> he needs to do that by himself. No, Nick. Nick likes killing grubs just as much <laughs> as I do, and and you know I can use all the grub killing help I can get. Cause, okay, because yeah, they're they're out of control. Is there a specific task or plant though that's like that's your thing? Like nobody else touches. The jalapeno plant. Um, I'm I'm fairly protective about the jalapeno plant. Yeah, that's the one that I'm I, I get nervous around. Um, I caught my gardeners actually taking some jalapenos off of it one Ooh. one time, and I was not very happy. Yeah. Any other plant, I really wouldn't have cared about. Yeah, which is the which is the messed up <laughs> thing. Because like I said, I often have more than I know what to right. do with. I, right. There's always a, a bounty of tomatoes and jalapenos. There's never a shortage. Yeah. So I, I'm not really bothered by that. You know, if I catch people picking stuff that there's not a plethora of, then it's like, get the hell out of there. <laughs> Those are my special babies. Um, but yeah, off off my special jalapeno plant, I was like, oh, no, yeah, no, 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 don't, don't be touching that guy. <laughs> uh, if you had a superpower that allowed you to just grow things with your mind, mm. would you want Dino to kill? do that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> God damn it, I am determined to get a dino kale. I will one day grow okay. dino kale. So your desire to have the thing is as powerful as the desire to do the action. So, like, if you were able to just, like, a mutant power, like, mm-hmm. you were in the X-Men, and you just raised your hand, and the dino kale grew, mm-hmm. you would be okay with that? I don't know. It might take out the fun of it. Yeah. You know? Another thing that that I, I love in my in my back garden is this avocado tree that I have. Okay. And it's now about 12 feet tall. Wow. And... You know, did you ever, as a kid, did you ever do the experiment where you get like the avocado pit and you put the toothpicks in it and you put it in the glass of water? No. And what you do is you you get an avocado pit 
and you stick these toothpicks in it so that it'll sit over top of a glass. Okay. And it has to sit in a certain amount of water. And what that does is it creates the root, you know, it breaks open from the from the pit okay. and starts to grow into the water. And then you transplant it into the soil and then it grows into the tree. Awesome. Um, you know, Claudia and I got this avocado one day that was, the pit was already sort of split and had this little root coming out of it. Okay. And so I went out back and I just chucked it in, in one of my pots just to see what would happen. Yeah. And the next thing I know, I've got a two-foot-high avocado tree. Really? Like, how fast? Like, overnight? A week? Overnight. No, 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 no. no. Like, it, it took, it took, that would be amazing. You, uh, could actually, you can tell me anything, and I will believe you like I'm a three-year-old. <laughs> no, it took some time, but it, it did grow really, really quickly. Okay. And we didn't do anything. Like, it was still half sitting in the, the dirt. I didn't cover it completely. It was just kind of sitting there. And okay. then it sprouted this this it just kept growing and the thing's now huge and i didn't do a damn thing other than chuck it in the dirt and it's like a full-out tree now it's okay. about 12 feet tall it's it, i need to transplant it because it's still in I've, I've, I've gone i've upgraded i think four times now in pot size just wow. to give it a bigger pot and it's outgrowing this one as well so now okay I've got tra- it's to the point where i'm i'm now gonna have to put it in the ground it's getting okay. too big wow um because it's a full-out tree in, but you still are proud of it. You're still happy to have it, even though you didn't. You just you threw a thing in the ground, and then magic yeah, happened. Because that's that's how that's when I, I go. Mother Nature's incredible. Like look at how plants will find a way. Okay. How you know these vegetables just plants? They do it on their own. They find yeah. a way to, to grow. They find a way to, to you know fix themselves when they're sick. Yeah. Or to, to repopulate and uh, apparently it won't be any good for avocado, but it's still neat. <laughs> they they've said that. Um, if you're going to grow an avocado tree, you need to get like a store-bought one that's kind of like the pumpkin. It needs to be fertilized properly to produce edible, okay. you know, avocado. Um, they said that the chances of it producing are pretty good, but it'll take about 15 years, <laughs> and they probably won't taste very good. So a so, really long-term investment. Yeah, yeah. So this one's more for show, and just because <laughs> I'm excited that I just threw a pit in the dirt and it and it, it found its way. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Um, so I ask everybody on the podcast uh, some questions to kind of determine level of obsession. And it's more to kind of compare across podcasts. So it's not, there, there are no gotcha questions or right, okay. or right okay. or wrong answers or anything. Uh, do you think about gardening every day? Uh, in some capacity, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I'll, I'll, I'll walk by the, the lime tree out back. Yeah. Every day when I go out back and I'm, I'm walking through the back to get to my, my car, yeah. I walk by it and I either see the limes that are on it or I go, damn, those leaves still look yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and even when you're, you're far away in a different city working, you think about how your garden's doing back God, there. I hope my plants are doing well. Because <laughs> everything's on a system too. Like I've, I've, I've got it, the watering down. I know what each plant needs, the amount okay. of water. Every Saturday is watering day. Okay. And so everything gets its... The exact specific right amount, amount of, water. of water, and uh, yeah, so I, I panic when I'm out of the out of the city in a way because I I want to be doing it myself to ensure that everything gets gets taken care it's of. It's done just you know? right. Yeah, awesome. that's that's the real obsession there. I think. Uh, how much money do you think you spent on gardening? Is it an expensive hobby? It's not. That's the other nice thing about gardening is it's really not that expensive. You know, yeah. you go and buy like a packet of seeds and I don't know, it's anywhere from a buck to five bucks for yeah. a pack of seeds and you can grow a shit ton of stuff from it. And so think about how much you're saving from not going, like peppers at the market can be fairly expensive. Yeah. But I grow peppers and we have these beautiful peppers. Oh man, I got these these purple bell peppers. Okay. Wow. So instead of like a red or a green yeah. or a yellow one, these are dark purple. Awesome. Amazing looking. Um, 
Those are cool. So, so yeah, so, you, you know, imagine the money you save by, by spending a couple bucks for a packet of, you know, hundreds of seeds and being able to grow it in your yeah. garden. And, uh, and you can't just, like, throw money at it to get, like, you can't, like, spend $50 on super high-end kale and then it'll just grow, right? Like, you can't there's sort of no use guarantees. money to cut the line. There's no guarantees. With okay. kale? <laughs> nah, nah. You never fucking know with kale. You never trust kale. That's what my mom always said. Uh would you plant kale with Hitler? I wouldn't plant anything with Hitler. <laughs> I, Excellent. I'd use his, use his body to fertilize. <laughs> That's great. I ask almost everybody about Hitler. And he, <laughs> yeah, throw that yours in. was the most direct and violent answer, which is great. Uh, if Michael Bay made a movie about gardening, yeah. would you go see it? No, because it would probably involve explosions and blowing up vegetables. <laughs> I get really upset. You, yeah, you don't want to like, see oh, that. You're like, oh, look at all that work. Oh, god oh, damn it. God damn it. Just a Shoot, stupid driving robot. Driving cars through that garden. Oh, <laughs> man, that poor dino kale. <laughs> awesome. Uh, would you, or do you have a gardening tattoo? I don't. <laughs> get, a, get a jalapeno plant on my arm. <laughs> No, I, I don't know. I, I love I love tattoos, and I love getting my tattoos, but I don't know if I'd get a gardening one, per se. Yeah. If, you, yeah. if somebody said, like, hey, in order to keep gardening, you need to get a tattoo, what would you what would you get? What would, like, the image be that made sense to you to celebrate gardening on your body? <laughs> <laughs> you get, like, a wheelbarrow or something. You get a little trowel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get a trowel on my calf. <laughs> the new tramp stamp. I the get trowel a, calf. I'm going to get a, a grub right by my heart. <laughs> uh, that, now, that would be meaningful. There you of go. Like, that would be, like, your sort of white whale tattoo, like Moby Sons Dick, of, of like, this um, is what my heart is always thinking about, is going after the grubs. killing grubs, grub killing. <laughs> Do you watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I don't. Oh, it's so good. Is there a lot of grub killing? No, but I just keep thinking of Charlie and his rat killing. <laughs> you need to watch that show, it's amazing. Um, if I had to, had to, had to get a, a tattoo... Uh, in order to keep gardening, yeah, um, I, I might just get like a, a cool little jalapeno because that's kind of funny, right? Yeah, yeah, get, and like, it means a something jalapeno. to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. A shoulder yeah, jalapeno, just a little jalapeno on my shoulder. <laughs> nice. Isn't that nice. a song? Jalapeno on my shoulder. <laughs> Another rock song. It is now about gardening. <laughs> uh, would you swear at a nun over gardening? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it seems like you have a pre- maybe a low bar for swearing at nuns. Yeah. I, yeah. Know, I saw some nuns at Costco the other day. <laughs> you were just like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? <laughs> what were they doing? Were they I you look, nuns, buying nuns crosses in bulk? Or? I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nuns need to shop too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That was that was very judgmental of me. <laughs> what could nuns need at Costco? Get out of Costco, and nuns. Probably like <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> Like everybody else, toilet paper and a lot of mustard. You're going to get a Nuns lot of mail on this too. one. There's going to be a lot of hate mail on this episode. I would love to actually get a letter, an angry letter. Hate, hate mail. An actual piece of hate mail would be great someday. And if it was about nuns at Costco, all the better. Uh, okay. If you had to be punched in the balls before you started gardening, would you still garden? Every, like before every time like every time i was heading out to the garden no, i had to be punched we can, in the balls. we can bargain I or think just that's a good one sign time. that you're starting with bargaining how about once a year once a year just punched in the nuts yep in order to keep gardening yep oh yeah, yeah that's a fair trade <laughs> but weekly would be too much weekly would be pushing it yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. then you're starting to look at maybe actual physical damage yeah 
Yeah, then it's like, well, you know, farmer's market's a better choice. <laughs> Farm- <laughs> I go there, too. I actually love okay. going to the farmer's market. Uh, and do you buy other people's produce then? Or, yeah, because, or... I mean, I can't grow everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't just eat jalapenos I'm, and avocados I can't and survive on just You know, there's yeah, there's certain things that I, I can't grow, um, and uh, and that's why I need more space. Yeah. You know, because I really would love to get to the point where I could essentially survive on on all the vegetables that i oh wow I grow on my own on my own in my, in my garden cool yeah i think that'd be neat if i had enough if i had enough land and i could plant all of this stuff and, and grow like my own garlic and onions and yeah which i do but uh, <laughs> a lot of this stuff is in, in lettuce but a lot of it takes up space and it's just i think that would be awesome yeah you know that's awesome yeah um i have been asking people to make a noise to sum up their obsession and sometimes it's super easy <laughs> and sometimes not so much. So if you had to make a noise to sum up your obsession with gardening, what what might the noise be? I think it would be like... That's the sound of the grub coming in to dive bomb as I'm in the garden. They've actually hit me in the head when they're on their way in. Oh, the, their little helicopter noise? No, the actual bug. Like, they get right up in your face, too. Okay. Um, Is it because they know that you're killing their young? No, it's because they're assholes. <laughs> Uh, I, I have a theory because I, I walk my dog um, down. We have like this bike path in our neighborhood. Okay. And I walk the dog there and I see these sons of bitches out there flying around. And they will fly right at you. Like they they make you move out of their way. They've chased me around my little balcony. They chase, like right? They, yeah. they fully will fuck with you. Yes, they are not afraid. They are horrible creatures <laughs> and horrible insects. And, and, uh, I have a theory that they've migrated somehow or followed me home from the bike path because <laughs> maybe I, I, you know, brushed one away or yeah. I've never, I've never killed one in flight because I do think that they're, they're beautiful. Yeah. Like they they really are neat looking insects, but they're just assholes. But they see you and then you're like, they're like, we're going to fuck up that guy's they, kale. They have some sort of beef with me. I'm convinced that they followed me home from the bike path <laughs> and they're like, well, you fucked with us. So now guess Kale's what, gotta die. it's game on. Yeah. And, and they went from my garden and now it's just like. Uh, no, it's a never-ending battle. It's a battle. <laughs> Excellent. So gardening is a peaceful, therapeutic hobby with Except some for the grub killing. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so uh, these are the final questions of the podcast. Uh, they're not necessarily related to your obsession, but if you want them to be, great. Okay. Uh, if there were a video game based on your life, what would the main challenge of the video game be? Aside from kale growing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or it could be kale growing. <laughs> is this pertaining to just gardening or my life in Your general? Your entire life. Oh, wow. That would be a messed up video game. Yeah. Jeez, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I don't know who would want to play it. Um, yeah. It would, it would be some kind of like Grand Theft Auto gardening <laughs> game of some sort. <laughs> so it would be like Grand Theft Auto, but instead of like driving around and killing mobsters yeah. and uh, attacking street People on the street. It would be grubs. It would, you would be attacking grubs. Yeah, it, it would be a mix between like Grand Theft Auto, Frogger, <laughs> and Tetris. I think that would sum up. <laughs> I'm loving this image of like you're driving around the Grand Theft Auto car in the middle of LA and then you see like this giant 60 foot tall dino kale and you get out you and run you water it. You steal it. You steal it. You got to pull up, get out of the car, go and plant seeds real quick, get back in, take off. It's yeah. one of the missions. Yeah. Underground seed buying. Yeah, Grand Plant Auto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, if you could trap someone else on a desert island with only one television show to watch for all time, what would what television show would you leave them with? 
Um, so I'm not on the island. It's just no, I'm, it's I'm somebody gift, else. I'm gifting them yes. <laughs> entertainment. Yes. Um, I, I'd probably give them Breaking Bad. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, because that's I think that's something that's a show that I I spot new things every time I watch it. I've, I've watched the entire series I think three times through. Wow. There. Yeah. Well, once on my own, and then I got my dad into it, and I watched it through with him. And then I got my mom obsessed with it, and I watched it through with her. Um, and I spot different things like each time things I missed. Yeah. You know, even the third time through, if I go back for the fourth, I'm sure I'll, you know, more it's, and it's more an amazing layers. show. Yeah. So I think I'd probably leave them with with Breaking Bad. Yeah. That's very kind of you. Hey. Leave them with, you know. It's the least I can do. <laughs> awesome. And the final question for everyone on the podcast is what is happiness? I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Yes. My my other obsession is my mental health. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be my new tagline for the show. My other obsession is mental health. Yeah. Because that is just really honest. Well, you know, and I wish I could say I was joking about that. But, uh, you know, I think constantly trying to improve uh, on yourself or figure out yeah. why, you know. I mean, true happiness is is uh, harder for some people to find than others. And, and I'm I'm always jealous when I see people who are just completely, unless it's bullshit and they're just acting. Yeah. You never know. Never trust anyone. You know what? Never trust anyone, <laughs> Joseph. No, but you know, certain people just have this aura about, you know, an ultimate inner peace and this happiness that is yeah. very, very genuine. And I'm always wanting to ask them what the secret is. Yeah. I want to talk to Bill Murray and I want to <laughs> ask him what his secret is. And apparently some people have, because he's just yeah. he's peaceful. He's always happy. He's, he's an incredible soul. Yeah. I mean, I think you could get a lot of advice from, from someone like Bill Murray. Yeah. But, well, uh, you seem like a happy person to me. I try to be. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm working on it, because I, I think being happy is a really important thing. But, you know, there's, there's always bullshit that sort of weighs us down. Yeah. And I think for me, the, the, the gardening is part of putting the, the pieces in place to, yeah. to create that, that bit of happiness. Well, I think that's what's, what I sense when I, when I hang out with you, is that there is a sense of forward movement. I mean, you're, you are a friendly, nice guy, but there's also just like a sense of forward movement. And to me, that's a big part of what happiness is, is that sort of like, I am doing something. Well, I am not stagnating. Well, thanks, man. I still get angry and I, and I, and I wish I, I didn't get as angry as I do sometimes. Yeah. So, so it's like catching yourself when you, when you find yourself in those moments and then going, you know what? I could either get all pissed off and let this small thing ruin my day, or yeah. I could, I could go out in the garden. <laughs> you know? That is awesome. So, Kill some grubs. Yeah, grub killing. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Obsessed.